Welcome to the podcast. I'm Katie. I'm Hannah. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. Uh, This is the podcast where we discuss what is wonderful and what is terrible about our favorite made-for-TV romances, like the ones you see on Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, and the like. Today, we are going to discuss Hallmark's movie entitled The Story of Us, uh, which aired right before Valentine's Day 2019 for the first time. Hooray! And Hannah, what does Hallmark say about the story of us? So Hallmark's little blurb about this movie um, in their about section (laughs) is Jamie learns that her first love, Sawyer, is the architect of a development that wants to change her beloved neighborhood and threatens her bookstore. Can old Valentines help them see eye to eye? Starring Maggie Lawson and Sam Page. Hooray! Um, this one was particularly fun, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> let's let's tell you what, what went down in this movie. Um, let's tell you what this story is about. Uh, so, Maggie Lawson plays Jamie, a wannabe writer who owns the True Love Bookstore and Cafe in her hometown of Waterford, Oregon. Uh, the bookstore is one of many of the businesses in the business business district and um there is this plan uh, to revitalize the area and um her bookstore among the other districts is um, might be affected by this crazy plan um there she also has a friend in the bookstore named lucy and sam page plays sawyer and he's a freelancing architect in portland and he and jamie were a couple in high school Mm -hmm. uh, in waterford but they broke up Uh, before going off to college because they were too serious, too young, all of that. Um, And Sawyer is looking to become a full-time architect at at one firm. He he basically wants to stay in one place. Um, So he has submitted his design for this uh, rejuvenation project in Waterford. It's accepted by the company he wants to work for. Um, So his project, he's like the lead on this project for this firm. Mm -hmm. So Sawyer then goes to Waterford. Um, He comes to town in order to make his pitch for his idea um, for this revitalization um, to the town council. Um, But he decides to stop by the bookstore um, before he goes to the meeting. Um, And in the bookstore, he sees Jamie. And Jamie is up on a ladder and she's stocking books. And he like looks up at her at her and he's like Jamie and uh, she turns she's like what and one of the books accidentally falls down and he like Jedi catches it <laughs> with one hand um, and uh, that book is uh, Persuasion which yeah. we'll talk about later um, but first he kind of gives this little um but soft, what light beyond you? And she's like, it's not a balcony scene. It's a window, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, he just thinks that she's working at the store. He doesn't realize that she owns it. Um, she worked there in high school. And Jamie is under the impression that Sawyer's in town just to see their mutual friend, Rick. Yes. Um, he doesn't mention why he's in town at all. Right. So later that evening at the town council meeting and Sawyer presents his ideas and Jamie essentially learns that Sawyer is the architect and feels very betrayed by that. Um, And she is determined to save both her bookstore and the whole, 
history of Waterford's business district in general Mm -hmm. uh, by organizing opposition to the plan. And she's trying to figure out what to do. And she looks behind her, the piano that's in the bookstore. And there's this thing that looks like a book called the story of us. It turns out to not be a book, but one of those like book boxes things. Yeah. And inside it, uh, it, there are love letters from patrons to the bookstore itself uh, from people who actually found love in that bookstore. And so she decides to use these letters as a way to promote her cause. Yeah. um, So while all that's going on with um, Jamie trying to keep the bookstore as is, um, we have some side characters. Um, We mentioned Lucy before who works in the bookstore and Rick, who is their um, Sawyer's friend, their mutual friend. Um, Rick would like to win the heart of Lucy. Um, And he, in doing so, he does these very elaborate and way too subtle plans things to to get her attention um he insists that sawyer is going to be his moral support for the first idea which is a valentine's day themed cooking class uh, rick owns a restaurant he's a very talented cook um and jamie um jamie was has been roped into attending this cooking class uh, along with lucy so jamie and sawyer verbally spar with each other during the whole of this cooking class um because now she's like super upset that he's lying to her and she's super upset because she knows that Rick likes Lucy and everything. And so um, during all of this stuff, Jamie's, it ends, the scene ends with her calling out both um, Sawyer and Rick for their lack of direct communication. Um, So she's just like, I don't know, you guys do you. Maybe you should just come out and say it. Um, But Lucy is at the cooking class too, of course, and she's blissfully unaware of Rick's feelings. And she starts flirting with somebody else um, and meets him at this cooking class. And Rick just kind of deflates. So the town council has uh, decided to make their decision on this project on Valentine's Day, Mm -hmm. of course, because why not, right? Um, And that's a day after the town's fire and ice festival. So that's sort of like their deadline is the fire and ice festival. Um, And this box of letters that Jamie has found contains ones written between the original owners and creators of this bookstore um, where uh, over when they uh, courted long distance during World War II when he was in the army yeah. and, and overseas and she was back in Oregon. Yeah, it was like a big, I guess the the her correspondence got him through yeah, World War II, right? And exactly, coming back to Waterford, right? Kept it, him alive. She kept him alive, exactly. So Jamie's plan um, seems to be working, and there's a lot of pushback against um, uh, Sawyer's project. Um, so she she offers to Sawyer because, of course, he needed an excuse for them to hang out. She says. Why don't I remind you of why Waterford is special in the first place? Um, and so they spend the day reminiscing about the past, seeing um, seeing Waterford's landmarks. They talk about their high school relationship, what happened there. So over, throughout their day, Jamie and Sawyer um, start kind of talking about their personal lives as well. Jamie um, tells Sawyer about her last boyfriend who um, was a dentist and who ended up, the only reason they broke up was that he got a job in Texas um, to be a dentist somehow. And um, um, uh, she didn't want to move. Um, she couldn't move for him. She wanted to stay in Waterford. So 
uh, at the end of their day, Sawyer walks her home, and they're actually, like, they're getting along so well, and everything's going so great, like, they're going to kiss. Like, there is that lean-in moment, um, and all of a sudden, this old boyfriend that they've just talked about shows up, like, at the bottom of the steps. No! Um, because with all the publicity these love letters have, have been garnering the bookstore, he realizes how much he misses Jamie and he wants them to get together. Mm-hmm. Or back together, rather. And he assumes that this project is definitely going to happen, so Jeff- Jamie is definitely losing her bookstore, so there's no reason for her not to move to Texas now. And she of course, has also realized, like, I didn't really miss him. (laughs) That I, you know, I'm not really, I don't care about this relationship, actually. Um, And so she has to do that really awkward, like, no, like, I'm, I think you're a good person, but no. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty awkward. Uh, But later that night is the Fire and Ice Festival, and Jamie and Lucy um, are passing out love letters um, from from their booth so people can follow the story of the original owners via their love letters back to the bookstore and then vice versa. It's really cute. So one half the letters at the bookstore and the other half is in the um, is at the festival or the other way yeah. around too. Well they have them as like male and female. Like it's, her letters and his letters. It's, it's so really cute. cute. Uh, so uh, across though the way of the festival um, Rick is giving out risotto from his restaurant um, from his restaurant of um, uh, and so Lucy mentions to Jamie that you know that the guy that she met at the cooking class is just not doing. There's no spark, and really the only time that she has felt something um, spark wise was the first time she met Rick. Um, but she figured he never said anything, and he was with someone else at the time. But he's not with anyone else now. And Jamie realizes that Lucy and Rick won't actually ever do anything about the fact that they like each other. So um, she gets Sawyer to sort of help bring them together uh, that night. There's mm. this whole like gag yeah. the whole time where um, whenever Rick is going to say something to Lucy but chickens out or something interrupts him or like there's another guy he goes uh, I'm going to go make some risotto and so it's like a thing so he says it a couple times and enough so when he goes like I'm going to make some risotto Rick so at the, it's funny that he's passing out risotto so Lucy goes over to him to help pass out the samples of risotto and and she's like you know your risotto is actually really good He's like, thanks, I've had a lot of practice. She's like, oh? He goes, yeah, I perfected it since the day that we met. And she's like, what? And brings him (laughs) into this kiss. And so Rick and Lucy are finally together, and Jamie and Sawyer are soups happy. Yeah. So after spending all this time in Waterford, Sawyer has a change of heart about his design for the revitalization. And he spends that night coming up with a completely new design that keeps the history um, but also will build up the business district um, and gives the town a lot to work with in terms of that uh, by going up as opposed to leveling everything and starting Mm -hmm. from scratch. Um, So he presents his new design to this architecture firm who decide to scrap the original design, take on his new design by... They're pulling their design from consideration. It's a little convoluted, really. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but they go up to this Valentine's Day town council meeting and they're like, actually, 
we don't want this. We've we've got a better one. We got like we're we actually are not gonna. We're gonna ask you to not vote on our original design. We want to present our new design. And yes, we realize that you'll have to wait a little bit and then vote on it again. But like, trust us. And so they do that. And Jamie, being the leader of the opposition, says, "Can I speak?" She goes up and she says, "I support this plan. I like this plan." So now there's no opposition. No so, opposition. So everything's gonna work out. <laughs> It's true. And so Sawyer is now, um, like, his boss is really impressed with his flexibility and all that stuff. And she's offering him a full-time position at the architecture firm. Which um, is all he wa- he's wanted. Yes. He he just want, he was wanted this this whole time. And he turns it down because he feels like he wants to be in Waterford. But the, um, the boss is like, well, it's not that far away. So why don't you just, like, you can have the job and still live in Waterford, <laughs> dummy. Um, and he's like, oh, cool, great. Um, so Jamie is leaving the meeting, and uh, Jamie has already left the meeting, I'm sorry. And Sawyer um, is basically given a key to be like, go, Jamie's at the bookstore. She wants you to go there. And so she, Sawyer comes to the bookstore, and Jamie set out all of these open flame candles in the bookstore. <laughs> Um, but it's very romantic, and um, and so she comes up and she's like, um, you know, I'm I'm writing again, and it's base, and it's our story, it's the story of our love, and then they kiss because one, one kiss, kiss means forever. forever. Um, so <laughs> that is the story of the story of us. Um, Hannah, how did we feel about this story? <laughs> So, I loved this movie, and we need to discuss exactly why, because this movie, Katie, was made for us. It's true, it really was. Like, it, I feel like it took our friendship and was like, what will appeal to Katie and Hannah in (laughs) in a homework movie? Let's put all of it in one thing. It's so true. <laughs> like, um, like Hannah will tell you now, um, when Persuasion fell on Sawyer's yes. head, we freaked out because... Persuasion is... I, I feel like it's our thing in that... I, Katie, you're the only person I know who's actually read all the Jane Austen books, like me, who's like <laughs> under 50. <laughs> Weeks. There are more. Of there us. are more, but I I don't really know them. That's true. Um. So, but we we've had this fight for years, and like good natured fight <laughs> for sure about whether persuasion is the best Jane Austen or if it's Pride and Prejudice, and obviously it's persuasion. <laughs> I just have, I just have a soft, I know it's cliche and it's like, you know, whatever. I have a soft spot for Pride and Prejudice, but Persuasion is probably the best read. Um, it's, it's just so good and it's, it's so, so romantic. Good. And, and so when Persuasion falls and he catches it and we realized it was Persuasion, I also realized that this movie is the plot of Persuasion. That's yes. basically what's happening, yeah. which made me so happy. Hannah yeah. basically turns to me and she goes, is that what we're getting? Are we getting persuasion in a homework movie? Um, so that was very exciting for us. Um, we uh, all- and there were so many little callbacks to it, too. We're like, so Jamie has this cat that she brings to her bookstore. And the cat's name is Elliot. Yeah. And the lead character in, the, in Persuasion is Anne Elliot. And... I don't think that's a coincidence. No. 
<laughs> I don't. I don't think so either. Um, and and ultimately, like the whole the whole vibe of this movie was just really, really, really sweet. Like the bookstore was is what our brain my brain anyway looks like on the inside like it's yeah it no it was cookies and coffee and chandeliers and candles and things that and, smell and nice books, and a but beautiful like also, cafe terrace with yeah, a tree right and like right there was like nature and twinkly lights and books and coffee yep and yeah we didn't i don't think we saw things like champagne but it had to be there. I, I, I mean, I want it to be there. And, I think and, I want to Oh, and all, arts and crafts and totes. <laughs> <laughs> totes, totes. Totes, totes. Um, <laughs> so, we, so from the very beginning, Hannah and I were on board with this movie. And as far as, like, Hallmark movies go, like, this was actually pretty well written. Be- mostly because, well, I got excited about this because of Rick and Lucy. Oh, yeah. And just their names are Rick and Lucy. I mean, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, their names are Rick and Lucy, but Rick is H O T hot. Like I, that is an attractive man. He's beautiful, <laughs> and he was very charming, yeah. and just like I, I love the character of the bumbling, like. When a guy is like, I don't know how to behave around a girl in like a cute way, I love that character. I love watching that character. I wish that guy had fallen in love with me when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, a young adult or whatever. I mean, yeah. I guess. But it's yeah. it's super cute, their relationship. Also, Jamie and Sawyer's relationship in high school is centered around their love of the Princess Bride, which was the other thing that like really like melted my cold dead heart (laughs) because I'm sorry I like I realize that they're talking about the book and I do love the book I think the book is great Mm -hmm. the movie is just a little better it's classic um I mean it's amazing no I agree though uh but like that's that's one of those books where you know cultural things where I feel like it's sort of maybe it's slightly larger than cult following, but not a ton. I think I feel like it's a different energy than cult following. Yeah, it, like it's it's not the quite, but it's it's in that like everybody loves it. Everybody loves it except for a lot of people have never seen it. And if you don't love it, then I don't know. Like then you're not my person, right? Like right, but if it's one of one of those things where either you know about it and you love it, or you don't know about it. I guess that's true. I just, I have a hard I time mean, thinking nobody knows about it. <laughs> I know. Did I ever tell you the story of college where I'm still upset about this? And um, this is like 15 years ago now. <laughs> where I saw a show on Broadway. I saw, uh, oh, I forget what it was called. Light in the Piazza. And it starred Chris Sarandon. Or it didn't star, but Chris Sarandon was in this movie mm-hmm. or in this play. And me being me, did my little geek out about the fact that Chris Randon was in this play and I was seeing him on stage. You're like, Humperdinck. Yes. And I, I'm not naive. I didn't think people would know what I was talking about when I said Chris Randon was in this show and I was really excited. So when I got back to my dorm in college, I was like, guys, Prince Humperdinck was in the show I just saw. I'm so excited. I got so many blank looks. And it was the weirdest thing because my two roommates at the time were the only people who knew what I was talking about. And one of them had grown up next to Mandy Patinkin. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Like, so she had a picture of herself and Mandy Patinkin on her wallet, and she was like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, that's all that matters. Um, should we get started with our um, segments? I think so. Because uh, there's something, there's some of the things I want to mention are kind of involved with our, yeah. um, our things. So let's start with our first segment, which is Hallmark Hallmarks, or the tropes of Hallmark. Yeah. Um, so we, Hallmark Hallmarks. First of all, we have an interrupted kiss. Yes. For sure. Yes. Um, that was, that's a, a common trope. Um, second of all, the thing I, I guess I really want to talk about is, um, deceit. Yes. The deception thing that I love what she said about, um, the common trope of Hallmark movies is deception, but she, but she, meaning Jamie kind of blows that out of the water. And I yeah, wrote she, down the, she, she flips it on its head a bit. I loved it because, so she was like, um, uh, I don't know. I feel like men should just come out and say, hey, I like you. Or, hey, I work for the company that's destroying all you've worked for. But you know what? You do you. <laughs> and I love that she was just like, fuck you guys. Just, stop lying to me. We can have a good story without you pretending that you're someone you're not, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I appreciated that as well. Yeah. There are a couple of other, like, tropes in there. At the beginning of the movie, Jamie is on – is you know, on a romantic hiatus and she's avoiding romance, which right. is always, you know, they're always... I'm not dating right now. Yeah. Th- th- you know, no one would ever want these stunningly gorgeous women. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie Lawson is so unfairly pretty. Like, it's not... Ugh. Um, Whatever. There's also the, like, former high school sweetheart trope of, you know, they... They're coming back together, mm-hmm. which is basically persuasion when you think about it. Yeah. Um, there's also, on his end, just coming back to the hometown, mm-hmm. you know. And also that this movie has a festival as an important part. That's true. A festival is always happening. It's always happening. In Hallmark land. I also sort of had the, the trope of... Um, uh, Big city person coming to destroy the values of small town people, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, wrecking our business districts and our traditions. And, <laughs> and then also that an important decision has to be made by a major holiday. Um, yeah. So the town council is making their decision by Valentine's Day. Like You see that so often of, we're going to make this big decision that affects everyone on Christmas Eve. <laughs> On Flag Day, <laughs> right? Which whichever uh, holiday this movie is based around is yes. the day that something major is going to happen. It's like, <laughs> why are you making that such a like a focal point? Christmas right. Eve, just like Christmas, don't do anything. Just wait till the New Year. Right. Also, just on a very stupid note, in in that, I got the impression that it's supposed to be contemporary. I don't think it's set in the past, so in theory, it's Valentine's Day. 2019, which would make it a Thursday. (laughs) You know, maybe they wanted to take a long weekend. (laughs) Maybe the town council doesn't meet on Fridays because it's date night. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But those were all of my Hallmark 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 Hallmarks. Same. Cool. Um, Pretty Parade? Pretty Parade. Um, So I feel like at Pretty Parade, we usually talk about how many jackets (laughs) and coats each person has. Um, 
I only counted three for Maggie Lawson, which nice. is amazing. Um, also, she lived there, so it wasn't even like these were, she only packed three. It, maybe she only had three, which is like a sane number of coats. Realistic. Um, Especially for someone who owns a bookstore. Yeah. You know, you know I, they're all in following like the color palette of Valentine's Day, but that, I'll, I'll forgive them. Yeah. The, the trope of, of that. Also, my goodness, I just, I want Maggie Lawson's hair. I don't think the color would look good on me. I don't have her coloring, but just like her, like it, it falled so nicely and like it, it didn't seem frizzy, but it was no. wavy or curly Beautiful and blonde effortless tresses. and oh, I was, I was really into it and it was, it was long in a like good way in a like I don't feel like you've forgotten about your hair again she is like unfairly beautiful yeah it's like what the hell come on very much so um I mean I say this and I have no hair I have a short short hair (laughs) because my hair doesn't grow like Maggie Lawson no no yeah neither does mine but also I look a real weird with short hair so I don't have (laughs) short hair but yeah it's mostly because my hair goes out from my head as opposed to down it needs weight (laughs) (laughs) fair that's fair enough you know I I have a classic Jufro (laughs) when it's short I've tried it it was a mistake (laughs) we live we learn (laughs) um what's next Supporting shout out. Um, so again, we talked about Rick and Lucy before. They were just to me. They really made this movie like what it yeah kind of is like for sure. Also, I mean, we we have both expressed how beautiful Maggie Lawson is, and I didn't I, like. I thought Lucy was pretty, but just she's she can't compete with Maggie Lawson. They're all pretty, but but. You know. The best friend is cast not to be prettier than the lead. Yeah. But she was pretty very much. But in, in in that same aspect, Rick is way more my type than Sam oh Cage is. Oh, my gosh. Um, he is just... Whew. He's very... But but he's also... like The thing about he, Rick was... He was, like, real pretty? Yeah. He was real pretty and he was, he was charming. Where yeah. I feel like there's something about Sam Page. No offense to Sam Page, but there's something about, like, I can't get a read on him. I can't fall into he's not as open and I really fall in love with people who, like on screen who are like very open and I can read their emotions and well, I can see what they're his, I don't know. The same page seems to be the type of actor who only like the muscles around his mouth move and they have to move so he can say a line. <laughs> um sort of like the talking baby in the E-Trade commercials. <laughs> Like, he just, it sort of doesn't match a little bit. You're right. No, you're right. And he doesn't have, like, I feel so bad about, like, whatever. But he doesn't have any lips. No. Which is. It's like, poor thing. I know. But he's still I mean, like, fine. He's, he's, he, I feel like he's conventional, conventionally, like, if a robot was, like, who is an attractive person, they would make a Sam Page. That's. You know, like there's nothing inherently like not 
good looking about him. No, but I find it funny that you said if a robot were to create a, a person, it would be a Sam Page because Sam Page is very robotic. <laughs> I mean, not as robotic as the person who played Matt the Dentist. Oh, he was. He was her. He was, her boy. Her old boyfriend. Oh my goodness, it was. He he was a he was a talking board. <laughs> yeah, he was less robotic than he was wooden. Like he's, he's, it was a shame. Yeah, that was that was a a missed opportunity, and I have to assume he was better in the in the room. <laughs> um, I, oh I think I think he got nervous. I don't want to be mean, but yes, you know, you're <laughs> sometimes I do wonder like how did people get cast? Yes, but yeah, so he. You know, but like, oh uh, yeah, Rick. Rick was quite pretty, uh, and he cooked, which like he bonus cooks. points for real. Um. So then the next segment we have is the kiss meter. The kiss meter, and we have two kiss meters. Yeah, because we have two kisses. We have, uh, Rick and Lucy's and Sawyer and Jamie's. What did you say about each? So. I think we should start with the main one, which is Sawyer and Jamie's, because yeah. they're the leads. And um, I gave them a 7 out of 10, because I thought she did a good job. And it's hard for him, because he has no lips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's, you know, it's just hard. But also, they're in this beautiful courtyard, full of twinkle fairy lights. Exactly. And it was just like... You know what actually made me think of it? You know at the end of the Princess Diaries movies where they're out in the in the little vestibule thing yeah. and her foot pops? It was a foot popping type of scene. Yeah, it really was. I said the exact same thing. I'm like, it's a, it's only a seven because of the environment and the atmosphere. Like, the set designers definitely gave us beautiful yeah. to look at. I, I want to go to this bookstore and cafe and, yeah. like... And maybe my ideal apartment is above this place. Like, I want to be there all the time. Well, you know, they are expanding and revitalizing <laughs> like, the Waterford area. So. Yeah, I just don't... I like New York. Move it to New York, please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, and Katie, why don't you go first for... For Rick and Lucy. Rick and um, I gave them a 9. And the only reason I didn't give them a nine, a 10 out of 10 is because... Um, so, so the way that this happens is Lucy pulls Rick by the shirts and like just like they go for it. It's really passionate, most passionate, most pure. <laughs> um but the camera kind of pulls away uh, and so I'm not like all up in there like I wanted <laughs> to be. Um it was a little bit far away and it was also a little bit more like favoring her than it was him. So I didn't feel like it was a shared kiss. It was mm -hmm. kind of like a I don't know. Um so it was a nine out of ten but it was so cute. Yeah. I'm I'm with you with the nine out of ten. Also, I really appreciated that she was the instigator in that mm -hmm. kiss. Like, that – there was something really – like, this movie is one of the few Hallmark movies I've seen where, it, like, I really legitimately felt like a woman was in the writer's room. Yeah, I, like, I hear that, for you know, sure. You know, there was definitely – like, there's usually some character where I'm like, yay, feminism! But, like, this one – was almost all that, and I was mm. on board, and that felt like part of that to me. Yeah, if this overall, I guess we're getting into our last little bit. Yeah, um, so, so would you watch this movie, Katie? Hannah, I certainly would. I certainly <laughs> would watch this. If, if 
Um, of of how Hallmark movies go, I felt this one was particularly fun. It was good. It was neat to watch. There was an interesting aha cover. Um, mm-hmm. while they're yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't know, but, it was, <laughs> but it was it was it was not as painful as some of the other ones, and overall, just kind of like gave me butterfly. Like yeah, this is such a cute movie. I mean, like, on top of the fact that it is a modern Hallmark retelling of Persuasion, and, <laughs> which, I don't know that I'm ever getting over. I'm no, so exciting. excited about it. Um, but also, just, like, you, if, in Hallmark terms, because there's only a certain level that you get to, for sure, but I cared about these characters. That is... Yes. No, you're absolutely right. Like, I... I I don't often. I usually... I mean, usually you don't worry about them anyway because you know what's going to happen. But, you know, it was the kind of thing where I was like, I think this relationship would work in real life, maybe. Like, I believe in these people. Yeah. Oh, and I guess one thing I didn't mention is, like, I like them as people. And part of the reason was when they broke up after high school, it was because they knew they were too young. Yeah. And I like the fact, I'm like, oh, I have characters with heads on their shoulders. And and also you know? I do feel like both of them were people without the other. Yes. Which oh, is yes. really helpful. Because that's not always true. No. Ugh. They They both are, like, clearly their own people with their own things going on. And they're just going to be better together as opposed to, like, one being a dominant personality. Yeah, I'm over the woman who can't function without a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm done with that character for sure. Yeah. Um. So, the story of us. Story of us. That, we, That's we recommend that you go watch this movie. Go, clearly. yeah, just figure. Um, figure out how. <laughs> you can do it. We believe in you. Do it. So, the story of us, A plus for both me and Hannah. Yes. So, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at one kiss means forever where one and four are numerals yes and you can email us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and everything is spelled out there yeah, one kiss means forever um and thank you to flint pastors for our uh, intro and outro music and you can find his stuff at flintpastors.com or on spotify thank you so much for listening Have a great few weeks, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Um, And then they get a little bit... um... Hold on. That might be apparent. Hello? <laughs> Hi. I'm okay. Not really. Is it a, can I call you back later? Okay. Podcasting. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm half a mind to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>